When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullitt. Hey, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm doing swell, man. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. You know, I've been watching a lot of online videos recently. I do that a lot anyways, but... Um, it seems like once you start watching something on, let's say, YouTube, you're watching drag race videos. Right. And it kind of progresses to the next thing, and like suddenly you're somewhere that you didn't even intend to be. I, I know a lot of people experience this, right? Like you, mm-hmm. like the recommended videos start leading you to different things, right? Absolutely. Okay. So I started watching, uh, you know, drag racing, you know, top fuel drag racers, whatever, just watching launch speeds and things like that, mm-hmm. and suddenly, you know, like you know, three or four videos down the line, I'm watching a motorcycle that's going, uh, you know, 300 miles an hour. And I'm thinking, how is this motorcycle going this fast? Well, it turns out it's running on a a straight, flat section of, of pavement called the Texas Mile. And this is an incredible race. Yes. It happens twice a year. This happens twice a year. It's been happening since October of 2003. And the Texas Mile poses uh, an interesting question, which is essentially, how fast could you go? on a straight mile section if you didn't have to worry about traffic or jail time or tickets. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I thought when I, when I initially when I saw this, I thought this guy was on a road somewhere in Texas. Yeah. I thought he was just like on some desolate highway and it was just something they call the Texas Mile and it's, you know, somewhere in this area and they, you know, the locals talk about it. Right. Yeah. Not the case. This is a, uh, this is run on uh, what they call the Chase Field Industrial Park, which is actually an airport runway. Perfect, right? Yeah, and out you, there in uh, Beeville, Texas. Yeah, exactly. There's some other races that are run around the United States that are on airport runways. There's one in Cleveland that's fantastic. But um, this one is a, a flat – it's almost like a drag strip, really, I guess, mm-hmm. in that uh, – but it, but it's a mile long. So it's about four times longer than your average drag strip. Yeah, exactly, or even longer than that because there's a, there's a one-mile run where you can do – it's a standing mile. So you start at a, at a starting line, dead stop, mm-hmm. um, and – 
uh, you've got about a half mile shutdown area, Ben, because the speeds that people get up to in a mile, yeah. incredible. Now, I mean, yeah. they do get up to you know the professional, you know the professionals, and when they when they drag on the quarter mile, they drag at uh, you know like two eighty, you know, um, three hundred miles an hour, or whatever. This is like these are like street cars, modified street cars, uh, some exhibition vehicles, motorcycles, mm. all different classes. They've got a lot of different classifications, but. Um, in a mile, they get going incredibly fast. I mean, these are, again, production vehicles that are supposed to top out around, let's say, some of them like 130, 140, right, 150, whatever. Right. They're topping 200 miles an hour. Because they have had, I, you know, is tuning even the word? They've been kind of, some of them have <laughs> been kind of Frankenstein. Well, you know, you see a lot of the big name tuners out there. Yeah. You'll see Hennessy and you'll see some of the other ones that, you know, that they uh-huh. regularly show up. But um, you're going to see just a lot of what I'll call ordinary people, which is you know fantastic guys that do it in their in their garage. You know they don't have uh, a huge budget from some manufacturer. They don't right. have a lot of them. Don't even have any sponsors. Yeah. Um, a lot of them just do it because they want to go fast and they they travel to this place. Oh, you know what? We didn't tell them where. It's Beeville, Texas. Oh no, we said it. Oh, did we? I Beeville. So. No, I, I mentioned the industrial park, but not okay. the uh, not the town. It's in Beeville, Texas. It's twice a year. Yeah. So they run this thing in what? Late March and late October. Late October. Okay. So we've had one that was run recently in 2012. Mm -hmm. And the next one is coming up very soon, October 26th through 28th. Yeah. Don't miss it. It's uh, it's something that I I don't know. It seems like if you're within driving distance of this place, or even flying, if you want to fly and rent a car and head Mm -hmm. out there, but don't take Mm -hmm. the rental car on the Texas Mile. Don't don't race the rental car. I'm sure that's somewhere in your contract. I bet it is. But you know, honestly. I, you would be terribly embarrassed if you ran You'll your rental be car. You'll just uh, be sad. Because when you look at the cars that come out for this thing, now you're talking about like, not, not every case, but you're looking at a lot of like supercars, really. Yeah, I mean, a lot of monsters. Ex- a lot of exotics and things like that. But mm-hmm. let's just take, for instance, this, uh, I'm going to read one of the records here okay. from that, w- that was uh, recorded in March of this year. So March 23rd through 25th of 2012. Okay. The world's fastest standing mile Camaro. 253.1 miles per hour. Wow. Now that's awful darn fast, but you got to remember this guy's got this thing tuned up. I mean, he's got something like 2,500 horsepower in his Camaro in order to get to mm, okay. 253 yeah. miles yeah. an hour, which makes sense because we heard that in the Bugatti um, podcast. Remember that, you know, it only takes, uh, I forget what it was. It was like 600, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was like 250 or 300 horsepower to get to. 100. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the set, or 150, and then all the rest. All the rest <laughs> is to get up to 250. So, um, this 2,500 horsepower Camaro didn't really shock me, and it has that much. It's just that, mm-hmm. can you imagine what that feels like? Because that's constantly pulling the entire mile. It's not like a quarter mile might feel like a long time to some people, but imagine, you know, multiply that by, mile, multiply yeah. that by four. And then imagine what a rush that is to be able to do that. Right, because let's think. Let's uh, stick with the the drag comparison, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have about a fourth mile or so, uh, and then you look at the speed that a dragster approaches that mile on, then that's maybe what like that's less than fifteen seconds. That's like eleven seconds, yeah, you know, twelve seconds. I, I've got a. a, a just a simple example of this that I, I mean, now we mentioned the motorcycle that was going real fast. The guy, the right. guy that was driving this motorcycle, um, and this is an older YouTube video, so I'm sure it's faster at this point because their records are broken all the time at the Texas oh, Mile. Yeah, and we should point out that motorcycle number is not hyperbole. No, no, no. This is this is for real. This is uh, I mean, this is okay. Bill Warner. Uh huh. Bill, look up the name Bill Warner 
Texas Mile record. And you'll see the video that I'm talking about. But this is this is 2010, so it'll go back a ways. But uh, now just imagine what he can do in these these last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, the the run that I'm talking about was a a speed record at the time that was 278.6 on a motorcycle. Um, he did that. It, now he's traveling a mile from a standing start in about 24 seconds, Ben. And it, you wow. can't you can't gauge it by speed and, and time. It doesn't work that way because there's the ramp up time. Right. A lot of these cars. Um, so, anyways, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I, no worries. I got you. about 24 seconds is what it takes from start to finish. So, it, you know, what you see is you see him just literally just disappear into the in, into the horizon. And then you see on this large board his speed that's posted because mm-hmm. you know, they have a huge board that, that posts the speed and and the crowd just erupts because you know that's uh, everybody's there watching to see how fast they go and um, it, it's incredible. The same guy went 311 miles an hour later that year, um, which was I think he was the first motorcycle rider to go over 300 miles an hour mm-hmm. on on this type. I, I'm not sure what conditions it, you know. It met. I'm sure there might have been others on the salt flats or something, but sure. um, it's said he was the first motorcycle driver to ex- exceed 300 miles per hour. So this guy is out for speed no matter what. He's always there, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that in the last two years he's he's gone even faster than the 278. Now that to uh, that excess of 300, which year was that? Uh, that was I, I believe that was the same year in 2010. 2010. I think okay. so. And it was on a different track, a different course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was longer than the mile. So um, he had more time to build up speed, obviously. Yeah, I I heard the number I heard kicked around for that was uh, three hundred and twenty-eight. Wow. Okay. So yeah, speeds are motorcycle speeds Scott. are getting up there. Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't imagine that. I mean, I've seen other videos. You know, when we talked about watching videos, there mm-hmm. there's a camera that's pointing from the back of his seat, you know, back rearward towards the starting line, mm-hmm. and. Um, Ben, you'll see the like the quarter mile, the half mile marks. They're they're big markers on the side. They're big, yeah. almost like billboard size. Because when you're traveling that fast, you don't have a lot of time to look at them. So they they kind of unconsciously know that they're going past them. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see these markers go past at that speed, when you're getting into like the half mile, you're, you're at the half mile. I don't know at how many seconds. It's not twelve. It's it's a little bit more. I think. Yeah, it'd be a little bit more because it progressively gets faster right. and faster. But um, you just can't you can't even comprehend how quickly they get to the half mile three-quarter mile and then the mile mark and when they're shutting down it's like they, they can't have that could not have been a mile mm-hmm. it's that quick and the cars are running nearly as fast as the motorcycles they're not quite there yet but they're but and i don't think they will because you know we talked because the power and the weight exactly yeah and aerodynamic aerodynamics mm-hmm. whatever so um one one thing i need to mention when we talked about the start is yes. that when you see the start of these things now remember these cars <laughs> a lot of them are in like the you know the 2,000 horsepower range, 1,500 horsepower range. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start out and you've got a full mile to run, the start isn't quite as critical as it is on a quarter mile start. So you're going to see some slower starts from people. But the reason is, it doesn't do any good if you just spin your tires at the starting line. Yeah, I mean because your time starts. You've, as soon as you roll over that line and the and the uh, and the system starts to time you, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got you've only got a certain amount of time to get to the well not time but you got a certain Goal and the goal is to get to that mile mark. And if you if you burn your tires at the beginning, that's it. You're done. Yeah, you might yeah. as well just turn around and come back. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously, it's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. 
It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got to make a slight correction here sure. uh, for all the listeners who are probably typing the email now. You guys, too late. We caught it. I messed up. The uh, the record for the motorcycles uh, was not 328. I'm actually I got my numbers messed up. Uh, I was looking at one of the records from 2010 for an exhibition vehicle, a jet dragster. Oh yeah, that yeah, went that's 324 right. miles per hour. You know, actually, I'm glad you mentioned it, Ben, because the exhibition vehicles are something that they run there. They run street legal cars. They uh-huh. run non street legal cars, which are like race cars. Right. They run, um, you know, exhibition vehicles, which could be anything like a jet powered truck or mm-hmm. you know um, a, a bar stool. Yeah, um, you yeah. know something like that. You know, whatever, whatever they want to want to bring out. Or that like. jet, jet jet fuel uh, John Deere lawnmower Exa- you and I have been working on. <laughs> That's right in our jet propulsion lab. We should probably get a windshield at this point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. So you know, and then mod- um, motorcycle classifications get even 
more broken down. I mean, yeah, these a, classifications, guys, are very specific. Yeah, yeah, and you have to, you know, go online if you're gonna if you're thinking about entering this. Take a look at you know some of the classifications, and you'll have to be you'll be asked a lot of very specific questions about entering and what your vehicle mm-hmm. is, and you know where it's manufactured and what speeds you expect uh, you know expect to achieve. Um, and that's kind of the that's one of the fun things about this is that yeah. um, you'll see some people walking around there with these uh, 200 mile per hour club shirts on, uh, right. and yeah. I don't, you know. I thought, okay, well, you know, you can go to this event, and I'm going to get one of those shirts, right? I'm just going to get one because it's cool to have, right? They look really neat. It says 200-plus mile-per-hour club of Texas. And it turns out, Ben, you have to have a speed slip in your hand to purchase that vehicle. Or, I'm sorry, to purchase that shirt. You have to own or be part of the team that, you know, that, that fronted that vehicle on the mile and actually ran that, you know, 200-plus. Oh, yes, and let's take a second. I know I'm all over the place now. Let's take a second to explain the the speed slip thing. This is very yeah. important. Yeah. So, okay, you're in your, let's say you're in your uh, Cadillac Eldorado. Okay. Or whatever. And you are racing, right? Mm-hmm. And Against time. Against time. Time is your only competition. Or for time. How about that? For time is a little bit better. And a little more philosophical. And uh, <laughs> you're at your standing mile. Okay, so you take it and you do pretty well and you've got your half mile shut down. Uh, at the end of it, uh, one of the people staffing this is going to hand you what they will call your speed slip. Mm-hmm. And this speed slip is considered the proof, uh, the receipt if you will, yeah. of of what uh, your performance was. Yeah, what you're able to do. So the speed slip we're talking about uh, becomes very important for, number one, bragging rights. Mm-hmm. And number two, uh, this will let you get that, the shirt if necessary. This also functions <laughs> as your official record. You know what, Ben, you know, we talk about this kind of, it sounds kind of funny, and people may think like, you know, I'm doing all this for a shirt. I mean, what's the point of that? Oh, but, no, it's but way it's more not, than it's that. But it's not for way that. More. It's 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 kind of like you know. Of course, you said bragging rights. You know, it's kind of just mm-hmm. bring what you uh, bring what you work on all the time, and you know, and kind of mm-hmm. show off a bit, right? Yes. You know, it's how fast can I make this uh, this Chevy Vega run, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, or, or the Cadillac that you mentioned. I mean, and honestly, people bring everything. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, there may be a Cadillac Eldorado out there, um, but you want to you want to show that you're the best in your class because you're trying to you know you narrow down your classification to the point where you're competing against vehicles that are similar mm-hmm. so you wanted to see you want to see how you you, you know you uh you stack up against vehicles right. in your class um you get a chance to set a high-speed record in texas mm-hmm. um you know that that you know i'm sure that there are plaques and official you know documentation that say that you've set out an official high-speed record mm-hmm. uh, it's not like a bonneville thing but it's it's very similar um it's it's almost exactly the same different sanctioning body that that measures this um you know, we mentioned the 200 mile per hour club. That's that's actually kind of a big deal. That's a big deal. I mean, it's yeah, very it's a big deal. It's outside an, of Texas too. This is an exclusive club, and right. honestly, to have to be able to get the shirt, you have to actually prove that you were the one who actually did it, or you were part of the team that that mm-hmm. helped to get there. So, you know, we you know, it seems silly, but that's a cool thing to have. That's really it's, it's exclusive. 
I don't think it seems silly at all. I love awards and recognition yeah. and that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> a pat on the back, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, men showing that you know you're you're one of the big boys there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that you know they say that go there just to have a good time because it's really it's a three day festival of speed is what it is. Right. It's for motorsports enthusiasts, you know, performance enthusiasts, tuners, you know, etc. But a lot of these people are just guys that work on a car in the garage, guys and girls that work on cars mm-hmm. or motorcycles. In the garage uh, could be a variety of vehicles. Anything that you've got, you can bring it out as long as it's not a boat, I guess. <laughs> racing fans uh, <laughs> also four well, wheels. Yeah, racing fans also enjoy this because this is sort of a no. This is an awkward comparison, Scott. This is sort of a mixtape or a compilation a of racing tape. things. I know, man. Oh I'm nobody even uses tapes what? anymore. Some, some of our listeners are going to say, "What the heck is a mixtape?" I know. What's it's, a tape? It's a kind of adhesive tape. <laughs> no, uh, so what my point being is that this is one of the opportunities, one of the biannual opportunities to see a multitude of different vehicles. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't really put a price on that. One, th- one thing that I want to make a point of here is that a lot of these vehicles and competitors are, as you say, returning mm-hmm. every year or yeah. every every race even and they have some amazing stories in the background exactly yeah there's some people like i mean i read a story about a guy that drives his porsche down from canada i think it was uh-huh. and runs every year and he brings his kids with him and he has for years and years yeah, since yeah. the beginning and he's got something like on this car that he runs and it's an incredible porsche but i mean he runs he's got like six hundred thousand miles in the car yes because he drives to all these different motorsports events all over a lot all over the United States. I'm guessing in Canada as well. Uh-huh. Um, but it's kind of a family thing. He packs up everything in the car and brings it down. Um, you'll find people that you know try to bring um, you know the exotic that they just bought and want to see how fast it'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll, I'll be honest with you, if you buy an exotic and you bring it straight there, you're going to be disappointed in the performance compared to some of the people that have really tampered Definitely. with it because a lot of these have, have so exceeded the horsepower that the the uh, you know they've they've programmed it in such so that you know, mm-hmm. there's no top speed limit um, there's no cutoff um, so you're going to be upset you know with your new Ferrari that only goes 180 when there's somebody else doing 240 right or, and or similar you know and it's not going to be something that you can fix that morning no no <laughs> and you know the thing is like you got to build the car to last also because it's not a quarter mile run it's not something that you can you know it, this is a this is a punishing mile. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. thing that was pointed out in, in some, you know, I've read some of these articles. Um, one thing is that they pointed out that the cars rarely break down. You know, you may see yeah. somebody burn a clutch out. You may see somebody, um, you know, blow a tire. Right. You may see, in fact, I think recently there was a pretty spectacular wreck uh, with a Lamborghini. And they, everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. But um, the driver came back for another round, you know, et cetera. It was a, I mean, like an end over end type wreck at the end of the mile, which uh, was really spectacular, shotgun, but, but you know, scary. Yeah. Everything was okay. The guy got like a, a hurt thumb or something like that. Um, so safety is, you know, a big part of this. But, you know, the cars rarely break down. They said that the people are extremely nice that attend this thing. You know, they're all friendly and helpful with each other. You know, there's, uh, without, mm-hmm. 
without exception, they're all nice. Um, there's good food there. They've got some kind of uh, food truck that has. Isn't that weird that they rave about the food trucks? You no, know, there's a food truck there that somebody that everybody's talking about. You know, I'm going to just mention it here, should I? Yeah, mention it. It's the, the, the fu- taco place, the Fusion Taco Truck that everybody talks about in their articles. So it must be spectacular. Yeah. Um, but they say that it's it's literally the best food they've ever had, and I don't know if this, you know. I want to you see have to it race. Take it at face value, I guess. Maybe, maybe best food I've ever had at a motorsports festival in Texas. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, or maybe it's just really good. Who knows? I like, but, you're really positive today, man. Everybody's yeah. getting awards. Oh, thanks. This I is cool. It. But, but there's a there's a lot going on around this thing. You can camp on the grounds mm-hmm. if you wanted to. If you had an RV or a tent or whatever, you can camp. Yeah. You can stay at a hotel nearby. Uh, but it's three days, so you know, prepare to uh, to spend all day long out at the track and and be amazed. What, uh, I gotta tell uh, just two two real quick versions of some of the individual stories here. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, there's a GMC Sierra, Wait. and I'm pulling this off. Yeah, that races a Sierra. Uh huh. And I'm what pulling count? this off um, from uh, some from some articles we we're looking at. So here we go. Standing among spectators, we overheard someone say, watch that white pickup. It's a buddy of mine. He's going to do almost 200 miles per hour. Wait, 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 wait. A Sierra is like driving a brick wall down the road. Right. It's very flat. The big truck, right? Right. So they said fat chance, we thought. Um, but that's when they found out that Sergio Flaco Gonzalez 1999 GMC Sierra has a turbocharged nitrous injected 427 cubic inch V8. And he, according to the driver, he says it does 1,150 horsepower. The record he set, Scott, 192.9 miles per hour Whoa. in a Sierra, dude. Holy cow. That I got to tell you, that's got to be frightening when you get to the end of the mile and you're going that <laughs> fast in a, a large truck like that. It's a, it's a brick wall. And a lot of these, a lot of these cars, you know, they, and their owners have such compelling stories. Like there's a, another guy, Mac. McClanahan. He's got a 1972 Cadillac, and he entered it. Uh, there's a Cadillac you yeah, mentioned, yeah. And he entered it. I, I, want, I was I was thinking to you when I read this. He entered it as an art car. Uh, okay, so that, an exhibition car. Right, right, yeah. right. And so it's got like. Uh, wait, 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 wait. So exhibition cars are further broken down into other categories, and the art mm-hmm. car is one of these. Art car is one they entered. Oh uh, my it's gosh. got. Um, 600 horsepower, 502 cubic inch V8. Um, it's pretty strong. Pretty strong. And it's got like eight exhaust pipes sticking out of it and stuff. <laughs> um, so here's the backstory that I thought would be really interesting for our listeners. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, Mac got this car from a body shop where uh, it would have been left behind by an owner who was uh, convicted of murder. Oh. And sentenced to life in the big house. Oh, boy. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, 
those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so he ran this vehicle at the Salt Flats before he took it to Texas. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And, uh, and uh, last I heard, when this, this article comes from about 2010, uh, there's a demolition derby up next for this. Uh, his record in oh. the El Dorado, uh, 137.3 miles per hour. Wow, that's not bad. For not, an El Dorado. That's not bad. Not bad at all. I just, I never for thought... For 72 El Dorado, that's mm-hmm. a pretty respectable speed. I mean, that's... I don't have the mileage on it, but that's, that's a lot crazy. of horsepower. And so, really, this thing, it must be kind of beat up if it's going to be going to a demolition derby next. I think it's it's earned its stripes, you know. I, I think so too, yeah. So this oh, is I, this is neat because this means that if you have a car at your house that's your project car or something you're working on, you guys you don't have to have a Veyron no, to race. No. In fact, you know what? I got a couple of real quick things yeah, here yeah. and then we're done. But okay. um there's there's such a variety of records that are set here. Now we've mentioned, you know, Ben said that there's a, there's an art car uh segment in the exhibition vehicles. So, you know, that's uh, that's how far down you can go into these categories, I mm. guess. And you could be the fastest, world's fastest art car. And you, my friend, um, have a soft spot for art cars. So, I kind of do. Yeah, for some some types of them. Some yeah, of them. Some of them are You're ridiculous, but yeah, I am. I really am. But uh, just we'll go through some of these quick, real quickly. These yeah. records that were set in March of this year. Now okay. these are the most current records uh, that, that you know they've they've compiled on their site. And there's a you know there's a Texas Mile official website. Mm-hmm. You can look at all these different records. But here's the most recent from March. Um, 
the Ford G, there's a 2006 Ford GT that's been modified. So that's a street car that's modified. The record, it's actually the official Texas mile, uh, Texas mile speed record to date. Okay. 257.7 miles per hour. Now that's lightning wow. fast. That's, that's really, that's really amazing. fast. That's very fast for a car that, uh, you know, is, is typically found on highways, road. Yeah. It's a, it's a road car. Um, and they were not intended to go that fast. I can tell you that. He's done a lot of work to this. Uh, yeah. This driver, his name is Sean Kennedy, um, of Katy, Texas. So it's a Texas original, but, mm-hmm. but it's a modified. It's heavily modified, of course. Um, now, I'll, I'll just quickly go through some yeah, of these yeah. others. But 257.7 is the official track record at this point for modified streetcar. Wow. That's pretty um, That's pretty close to the record for the fastest car. It, it is very close. Yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, it's real close. So... Um, then I'm sure the exhibition jet vehicles are a little faster, right? <laughs> um, okay, so then these others that they mention here, uh, yeah. there's the world's fastest. It's funny how they break these down. You'll see how specific yes. they get, okay? Uh, the world's fastest standing mile Camaro. Okay, so you, you get all that? 253.1. We mentioned that before. And this is a car that comes back often, and there's a lot of inform- a lot of stories out there, a lot of videos out there about this guy. Uh, driver Josh Ledford. And um, the owner is that's he's not the owner I don't believe. Oh, anyways, um, oh it's owned by Kelly Buys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, they come often and they always best themselves a little bit. So um, you know there's always something to watch from these guys. Uh, but then we get into some of the the more specific ones and that, that was pretty specific. But mm-hmm. um, the fastest Nissan GTR in a standing mile event, which is two thirty three point one, also fast. Wow. Um, okay, here's one that sounds a little bit lower one fifty five. So 155 miles per hour. Doesn't sound all that fast, but right. it's an all-electric powered Fiero. Huh. So that's okay. unusual. Okay. It's pretty unusual. So there, there are also classifications then not just for conventional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like however you want to break these things down because the last one I'll read here, and this isn't, I got one more. <laughs> 96 miles per hour um, is right. the speed that a custom-built motorcycle that uses biodiesel made from algae <laughs> so do you see what I mean? Like it's not just it's biodiesel made from algae, ninety six miles per hour in a motorcycle. Is so that a legit category? That's a record. It's a it's a record because apparently no one has ever done that before, and you know someone else will try to go out and go ninety seven next time. I'm not I'm not laughing because I think it's a bad idea. I'm laughing because it seems so specific that it is a algae based biofuel category. That's right. We have the world's best podcast that's being created here in Atlanta at uh, on the 15th floor in this room. On Thursdays. That's right. <laughs> that's the, right. So, the best fast food, the yeah, best that's right. food so truck. It's however you'd like to break it down. But the, yeah. the, the last one is yeah. um, 200.6 miles per hour, which is also, that's very fast. 200, yeah. 200 miles per hour. By any measure, that's fast. That is the first new Dodge Challenger to break 200 miles per hour anywhere. Oh, so okay. that's the first time that it's gone that fast anywhere. It doesn't matter where it is. It's, that's the fastest a new Dodge Challenger has gone ever. I'm really glad you didn't end on the algae. Yeah. <laughs> on the algae bike. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I, I mean, kudos to them for going out and doing that kind of that's thing. That's amazing. Right? I mean, I mean, yeah. they're they're showing up and, and doing it. They're, they broke a speed record. How cool is that? And I want and they, uh, I want to hear from any of our listeners who have made it to the Texas Mile. Yeah, I don't uh, own any speed again, records. It's October 26th through 28th of this year. We'd love it if uh, somebody could make it out there. Don't feel obligated on our behalf. We're just saying if you're in the neighborhood. Yeah, late October. Was it 26th, 28th? Mm-hmm. Uh, three days, Texas? Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Live a little, right? Yeah. Man, uh, can you imagine the rush? How much fun that would be? 
I think it would be really fun even just to watch it. I, I think would, I would rather be driving, but I, 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 I would I would love to just be in my standard production Honda doing that. <laughs> I don't know if it would stand up for the full mile at full speed, but I mean, I, why not? Why not? No, I, you know what? It probably would because it's got limiters in place to do stuff like that. So. <laughs> It wouldn't we'll be take impressive. Those off. Dude, we have to take this yeah, well, off. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't be impressive, but it would it would do it. So we're going to I, I think I've just tricked Scott into agreeing to uh, let us try to modify his car. So we're gonna go talk to our boss and see if we can get that in the budget. Um, and while you're thinking over how you're gonna take a trip to Texas in the next few months, uh, we'll read you a little listener mail. Why not? So uh, here is something from our friend and listener, Simon, on the Internet. I'm reading these because Simon gave us some cool nicknames. Mm -hmm. All right, so he says, uh, some of my top ten dream cars. Uh, I'm just going to read them. Stop me if one weirds you out. Uh, 77 Pontiac Firebird. Ferrari 308 GTE. He has Magnum PI by that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aston Martin DB5, of course. Aston Martin V8 Vantage, uh, the DeLorean DMC-12, 73 Ford Falcon, Mad Max. Hmm. Mad Max, right. Okay. And uh, the 66 Shelby Mustang GT350. All right. Ford Mustang Mach 1, 68 Chevy oh, Camaro. Yes. Sorry, I'm stuck on Mach 1. I oh, yeah. yeah that's cool. It is a really cool one. Um, the Triumph TR6, which is interesting because he said he found one fully restored under a dust sheet in a hall at a shipyard. And uh, he says he's been addicted to it ever <laughs> oh, since. Oh, that'd be really a cool one. one. That'd be a cool scene to find one, wouldn't it? What a cool, like yeah. Like down at the, uh, down at the, the foggy dock area. Uh-huh, in yeah. Some, in some nondescript building. Yes. And then uh, here are the nicknames that he wrote to us. Um, he, he gave us two sets. Oh, we're back to this. Scott Ram Air Benjamin. Ben, okay. the Jet Bolin. Oh, I like that one. I feel like that one's way cool. I like that. No offense, it is kind the, of cool. The Jet. The Jet. How about this one? Scott Redline Benjamin. Not bad. Not bad? Not bad. Uh, on that one, I got Ben Monty Bolin. <laughs> <laughs> that could actually be your real middle name. That's. Uh, oh, uh, man. Maybe. That's cool. I like the Jet, though. I think the Jet may be uh, one of the better ones I've heard recently. Yeah, it's like the Edge in U2. Yeah. <laughs> You're Bono. Not bad. Dude. Anyway, okay. Not bad. Well, oh, and that first one, that that's close. My first car was a 78 Trans Am. That's very, right, isn't Very it? close. Same exact body. Yeah. And yeah. We, we love uh, hearing about people's dream cars. We love hearing if there's a specific car or specific race you would like us to cover in the future. So give us a shout out on Twitter. Uh, give us a line on our Facebook page. Send us some photos if you go to the Texas Mile. Yes. Oh, please do. And uh, the best place for you to send those photos, of course, is either on our Facebook page or a direct email to carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. 
Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. Right, let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.